welcome to Nerd, Nerd Variety Podcast. Uh, I am Josh Davies. I am joined today by Hunter Running Man Rafferty. Hey. Uh, you can't see my hand, but hey. Whoa, whoa. Tri- tribute, man. And we're also joined by Hannah Treehugger Hogan. That is surprisingly accurate, actually. Yeah, Stop hugging trees, Hannah. I love you're, trees. You're such a hippie. I'm, I... I I just like trees. You can honestly. tell just by looking at you, you look like a tree hunter. I, I, I mean, really, look at your look at where you are. Yeah, yeah. right. You're in a I don't know an elven run. This is what I have, hope happens to every city. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa! All right. <laughs> Nature all needs survival. Okay. Nature warring. Thank you all for joining us today. Today we're talking about neuroscience as and specifically the mind science, as Hunter uh, described it, uh, that you see in it her favorite Tana. movie. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it helped Tana it. understand it. Yeah. Now she gets it. Yeah. I have no recollection of this. It was in the text message. The group text, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah, okay. So yes, specifically the mind science that you see in your favorite, in our favorite movies, TV shows, etc., yada, yada. So, yeah. Uh, and neuroscience is kind of a broad term, uh, and, it re- and it relates to, it's the study of how behavior relates to the brain, and for a long time, the brain's been a really mysterious organ that we really didn't know what it was for, what all it does, but it's the center of control of the body. It's where all the, everything kind of answers, everything kind of flows through, and it, it, the body answers to. And when you mess with it, you get some pretty crazy things that happen so so yeah mute oh wait yeah such a nerd oh gosh look what i'm doing (laughs) cheese i knew what what you i know what you my guys meant i just was confused about like the connections between neuroscience and and media right right I was like, so, I'm confused. And you guys are like, let me explain to you neuro- what neuroscience is. Let me explain to you the general Assassin's Creed plotline. I'm like, no, I understand these things. What I, I don't understand is what we're talking about. There's a thread to it. So it's just like, what do you see? In <laughs> Where are the connections? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and topics like, you know, um, like uh, there are diseases like PTSD and um, uh, like memory problems and you know, where you see like uh, things where people are super smart and, you know, or you see things where people get these super drugs and or they are in these dream states, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, what I think is interesting about that is I feel like when you're going through that list, I'm coming up with a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. but none of them f- like none of them feel like they fit into the category of like the sci-fi fantasy vibe that we've had going on in, in most of our previous discussions. Like, I feel like my brain goes to a lot of like dramas. Yeah. Um, I mean, your soap operas love to give someone amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't watched Korean dramas. You you know nothing about giving people amnesia. (laughs) What kind of amnesia are we talking about here? Uh, I don't know. All the kinds of amnesia. All of it, always. Yeah. Uh, do any of them have, like, 30-second memories or, like, 
you talking 50 first dates yeah i feel like 50 first dates kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah. or or like oh so and so is in a car accident and they forgot everyone and and you know i feel like there's the storyline of like you have to make her fall in love with you all over again but make him remember who he truly right yeah 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 all that sort of stuff well okay well i i have one that i want to bring up as a somewhat recent very uh good uh, case of this, I think, in video games. Okay. Um, so, I, I don't know if either of you are familiar with the game. I What year did it come out? It doesn't really matter, but uh, it was like no, it 2017 when it first released. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about two years ago. Uh, uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. No. I don't know if you've heard about it or anything. No. It's, it's a really cool game um, for a lot of reasons, I think. It, first of all, it's actually pretty short and it's a single player experience and it's pretty linear which a lot of games these days they don't want to touch that kind of stuff uh but i think there's still uh, a demand for that kind of game and they're still they're still good but uh (laughs) but the the game it follows uh well it's set in i don't know if there's a specific uh era it's supposed to be but it's like um, it's inspired by Norse mythology and Celtic culture. Uh, so there's uh, Senua, who's the main character. She has a, what is it? She's uh, she has a psychosis. She struggles with psychosis. She's crazy. Yeah, basically, and like she carries around. But she ventures into Helheim uh, with the head of like her husband or fiance or something uh to try to go and find like his soul or whatever to to bring him back it's weird and like the whole time you're hearing these these voices that she's supposed to be hearing and like it's best but they recommend like playing with headphones and it it is really good because you can hear these voices like all around you Mm -hmm. and it's you know, they're all sorts of things. Sometimes they're helpful. Sometimes, you know, they're kind of like, you notice something, they're like, hey, what's that over there? And then sometimes, a lot of times, probably more than anything else, they're very negative and, you know, just kind of, they keep telling you like, you can't do this or this is too tough for you or there's a cat on Hannah's lap. Uh, <laughs> oh, they don't say that one, but, um, oh gosh. Um, Tail yeah and so it's just it's really interesting and you know like she sees there it's there's kind of a puzzle aspect to it occasionally as well and you kind of start seeing these shapes that you have to line up in certain positions and uh just to move forward in certain parts and again there's a lot to it uh there's this whole section where you're it, it so okay <laughs> sorry one of the one of the big things is also they hyped up this idea of like a permadeath situation so you know you die like once and then you, you like she comes back and she sees like this black scar type thing i don't really know what to call it uh on her hand 
And then the more she dies, they tell you it's going to get further and further along her arm and eventually engulf her. And once you die, like, I, I, I feel like they say like three times, hmm. then uh, you're dead for good. And, you know, if you want to play again, you have to start, start the game over. Uh, there's actually no such mechanic in the game. But I think that's, I, I think that's the point of it is yeah. that Hannah, well, cats are not invited. Actually, they're always invited. Um, But it's, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it kind of gives you that feeling of, oh, God, if I, if I mess up too much, then I'm, there are serious consequences and it kind of, you know, freaks you out and makes you really paranoid about everything. And it also, to me, it helps that they, from a gameplay perspective, it kind of helps that they don't tell you how to play. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you, there's no tutorial or anything. They don't give you button prompts you eventually they just kind of put you in a fight and you just have an enemy coming at you and you're like wait i press buttons to do this to, to fight and yeah i the good thing is it's pretty natural controls if you're used to these kinds of games uh it's you know square for on i played it on ps4 because that's where it originally launched so like square for uh light attack triangle for heavy attack circle for dodge mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so you get a feeling that you're actually playing as someone with sounds like she's got some kind of schizophrenia or something yeah. like that and yeah. you're just kind of trying to complete your test but you're also you're but you're in the thick of it and you're kind of well it actually the reality is kind of kind of off from the sound of it it actually reminds me a lot of another game we've talked about which is the uh, uh what remains of edith finch where you're in, like in way, playing yeah. through like kind of the 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 mindsets of these different people from your family and like understanding kind of all of their various problems, um, which is a really interesting way of of like kind of looking at all the the things that they were dealing with. I mean, obviously, from a gameplay perspective, it's it's totally different. But yeah, sure, I, sure, I, sure. I see what you mean. And actually, that's one that for some reason I didn't think of that <laughs> I think works well with this. Mm-hmm. And. One thing that I thought was uh, interesting about this game too was uh, they worked uh, here. This is the Wikipedia page. It says uh, to properly represent psychosis, the developers worked closely with neuroscientists, mental health specialists, and people suffering from the condition. Oh, that's cool. So they really put in the work and the yeah, effort, their homework, research, and everything to to make sure they got an authentic. Experience. I feel like people have been doing that a lot recently. I watch a somewhat embarrassing amount of uh, gaming videos on YouTube, and I I've seen a lot of different stuff about games trying to emulate what it's like to be in those situations. Yeah. Um, so I saw recently there's like a new Blair Witch game or something, and you have a dog. And if the dog gets too far away from you, your character, I guess, has some PTSD and like your vision starts blurring and you like start hyperventilating and all this stuff yeah. and you find the dog and you're like, everything kind of starts, it's fine. Everything starts centering back the way it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I, cool. I think I've seen a lot of stuff like that. And yeah. not always is it even in like a bigger scheme of a game right so i've seen games where like that's the only thing is you're wandering around this field and everything starts to lose color and like starts looking really creepy and it's supposed to emulate for people who don't understand what it's like to have depression or ptsd or whatever or anxiety or just mm-hmm. uh, trouble with, with like host experience hallucinations yeah. or when they're awake um yeah that's pretty cool um, and actually that I've does seen, 
I've seen too many um, TV shows where they don't portray that accurately enough. Like mm-hmm. you have the badass soldier in every you know movie in every movie TV show. He's sleeping in his bed and he, he has a flashback to the war or the mm-hmm. trauma or the trauma time, and then he wakes up with his gun pointed at somebody, um, and he's like, uh, 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 "Where right. where are they?" You know. So it, I, it, I think it, it's they, something they, that they somehow get over it as the episode goes on, which is not how it's not really accurate, but right. they are trying to. I mean, I, I do think it's something that is tougher to portray in a film, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. than through a video game. Because yeah. with a video game, that's to me, that's like the perfect medium to do that through because you have, you know, as a as the the player, sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Um as the player, you're actually, you know, taking place in mm-hmm. this world you're taking over the place of this person and they're really trying to make you well and one of the things that i that i thought about that i don't even know if it does, does it on purpose but i've played through um the the batman telltale games and one of the things i remember most specifically from those games was how stressed i was all of the time because you're put in the the situation of of Batman and and like none of the decisions are good decisions right like no matter what you do you're like this all sucks that's a lot of telltale games that's every telltale game that's why I don't like telltale games because they make me that's why that's why I love telltale games same honestly and I Walking Dead I I felt it especially with the Batman games though for some reason I may be wrong about this but I feel like they're I feel like I read somewhat recently that they're back in business or something I don't know. I don't, yeah. topic for another day topic for another day i mean i'm just excited <laughs> to see uh the wolf among us 2 come out season yeah. 2 come out again yeah. Yeah. yeah but just i mean i'm i'm you know when you talk about a video game being a really special medium for you to talk about stuff like that and talk about um you know different disorders and stuff like that it's because it's so personal and you have to like be involved in it where it's much easier to attack detached from a tv show or movie yeah and i feel like the combination of video games becoming really beautiful and really just kind of everywhere paired with the fact that we are kind of as a society going through all the stuff where we're becoming more okay with talking about mental illness Mm -hmm. you're, you're seeing a lot of really cool stuff come out of the combination of those two things happening at the same time yeah yeah Did I just say everything perfectly? Are we done? Hold on. Oh no, no, no. I was <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you see a lot of the, that um I guess yeah, the realness coming out. And um but yeah, you also get some really interesting stories uh when you start mess thinking about like, you know, how like I guess you look at PTSD and when a lot of shows will do things uh in like a linear way and try to resolve a story, mm-hmm. you get some interesting things like um the show Red vs. Blue. Um, how uh, in the show, like there's, I think that they uh, make a char- they give a character uh, dissociative identity disorder by you know giving him like traumatizing him and mm-hmm. all the and he um, and the base character is the memory and that and the, that care and church uh, is so is still living with all that trauma and that anger and he doesn't know why but he all and his memory is fragmented so sci-fi stuff like that is really is a really interesting way to mm-hmm. like talking about like how they all relate to, to, to each other like trauma right. at least to certain displeased to certain disorders well and i think another new sort of thing is this um 
a, a, a going away from the idea of having like a token disabled character Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then and that goes for all representation. Right. Like we've always had, you know, like the one female that has to be in this guy movie just so we have a female and then the gay friend and like all of this stuff. And I feel like we're we're finally getting to a place where we just have people who like have some issues they got to deal with or they're or they're gay or they're this or they're that or whatever. I, I think we're getting closer to that. And it's it's good to for sure. It's definitely, I think, good to have more than one character with a certain you know any kind of identity because Mm -hmm. usually what happens if you have one like token character then what hap what happens with that character is they get all the stereotypes on them right right there right well and you're not yeah you're not showing that like people are complex right when you have like a character that's like oh yeah that's the ptsd character it's like no like no one's that simple right just to Complex. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to kind of bring this up, just made me think of it. Uh, when I was at Dragon Con, someone talked about this. Um, like with with non-binary people, <laughs> this is a thing that, you know, I had been excited when I had heard uh, that Flack in Borderlands 3 is non-binary. But then the more I thought about it, and then someone brought up this point, I'm like, yeah, it's like, make your non-binary characters, like, people <laughs> like stop making yeah. them robots or aliens or something it's like that is a yeah. very fair point because flack as much as i like him he's a well them i guess just talking about that uh mm-hmm. they're a robot yeah <laughs> so i actually uh, my my day job uh is doing math tutoring with elementary school elementary students and we go through like this kind of D style story um with them and they pick characters and we actually have two of the characters who are just uh, an elf and a fox and they don't really have a gender so they, like even you know eight-year-olds if they're like yeah i don't really like this girl in the dress or the guy i can just be you know a fox that's fine yeah. um so i think the fact that 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 kind of stuff is happening is really cool yeah, yeah. but not totally what we're talking about yeah. well, everybody's it, I mean, it's, is different so you're gonna have people that express themselves differently or different you know traits come out and you know you're not gonna even twins are not gonna be the exact same person oh definitely uh well my cousins are twins and i definitely know that for sure yeah you learn pretty (laughs) quick (laughs) they will let you know yeah 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 so what are i'm trying to think back to like some older forms of media that specifically i remember having sort of those token disabled characters or this is what mentally ill about. characters i don't know i'm just trying to think if i can think of anything specific or just maybe uh meant i think about more psychology uh things like psycho, psycho- uh, psychological like topics that they that are touched mm-hmm. on like older like shows uh right maybe, anything like that oh in older shows do they ever do they you know the show the episode where they go into this person's mind and stuff like that well sure that happened in uh a few things um hannah i'm sorry you look like you have something to say no it's just my sister and i i asked her this question earlier and we we spent probably a good half hour trying like looking back through star trek episodes trying to find something because we're like we know it's there we just don't know where or like what specifically we're looking for but i feel like in sci-fi especially you see a lot of you know diving into people's psyches and i either literally or sort of figuratively looking at inception right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it's definitely a very sci-fi topic 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and well, looking at people's, people's okay. psyches, uh, think about the episode of Teen Titans, uh, Nevermore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Mind and they get more than they bargained for because she's kind of her emotions are all kind of sprung it's out. It's very complex. They have to kind of work together to beat her, her anger. Well, and that was, that was one of the best things about that show was yeah. how complex they made all the characters. Yeah, yeah. Even though it was a quote-unquote kid show, it was, yeah. it's, they still had a lot of stuff they had to go through to figure, mm-hmm. out, figure out who they, who they were and get over their, their humps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but Hunter, you mentioned Inception, and that was one that I had on my list. Yeah. But I've only seen it, like, once, so. It's, I know. It's, I think it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. It's not very. It's 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 it's, it's it, a stretch. It makes no sense. It's a stretch definitely when you're talking about dreams because dreams are, you know, it's all that's that's asking a, that's assuming a lot uh, mm-hmm. that, that could happen in someone's mind why they can create all these like levels in their dreams and they can control dreams which you you could to a degree but yeah you can't not it's not going to be physical no it's not gonna you're be not like, no. you're not yeah. gonna ever be at risk of dying in a yeah. dream well, you, in you, real life the most that can happen is you may be able to change like to like i guess push a thought away or make yourself wake up um besides other this and i don't know if you can actually like go into someone's mind and trick them into revealing their deep darkest yeah. secrets. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. I, honestly, I think it'd be more realistic. First of all, ignoring the the whole going into somebody else's dream crap. Um, like, I, I think in a dream, somebody would have a very different idea what their secrets are. Like, their secret might be something <laughs> totally different from yeah. what yeah. it actually is. I would admit it that I was 14. Or whatever. Yeah. More personal secrets than like government secrets, hypothetically. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what they were looking for, but they yeah. they were looking for something to convince him uh to give up the company. Yeah. To not gotcha. follow in his father's footsteps, basically. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha, but gotcha, like gotcha. still I think that's too I I don't know. I, I don't see that kind of thing as being what someone would have going on in their mind in a dream. Yeah. That sounds like more of a, like, you, you, you get someone in, in, in therapy and then you maybe give them some drugs while you're kind of guiding them through, like, a trip or something like that. I was going to say, uh, put them in a simulation of some kind. Cause, I mean, yeah. how much control did they have in the dreams? They all had, like, total control of everything that was happening. They can summon yeah, grenade launchers and, uh, you know, yeah. control weather and all Which, that is ridiculous too to me because it's like okay if you can do all of this why aren't you using like telekinetic powers to just like destroy or just mind control the guy in the daytime yeah or because it doesn't work that stuff doesn't work well whatever it's not supposed to work because you're awake what what are you doing to me like what why why are you hooking me up to this machine why get this off stop me get out of my head or if you use telekinesis in your dream, they'll be like, "That this is insane. Huh, I must be dreaming. Wake up. Well, okay, I'm sorry, but how often in a dream have you done something ridiculous and totally gone along with it because you're Makes in a sense. dream and you don't know that you're in a dream? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times I wake, I realize, oh, this is a dream. I need to wake up. Do you That's do that weird. always, though? No, I do not, <laughs> but it has exactly. happened. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, like you you don't notice it like at least for a good while in the gym. Yeah. You might realize it later if you do realize it. Yeah. Uh, once you wake up, you definitely realize it. Yeah, I think a good another good example of not realizing you're in a dream the whole time is Alice in Wonderland because all the crazy trippy stuff that happened in Wonderland, honey, wake up, you were sleeping. <laughs> hey, she wasn't sleeping. She was in she a drug was. trip. Oh, uh, I guess her. Who was that lady with her? Is that her sister? Aunt? sister? I don't remember. It was okay. her sister. Yeah, she gave a little, you know, spiked her teeth, her afternoon teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, tea time. What about uh, uh, oh, Hannah? Hannah? <laughs> Hannah? I, I was just gonna mention um, something that Hunter mentioned very briefly, which is the the overarching idea in in things where you're like diving into a mental thing or you're in a simulation or you're in a dream or, or whatever, the whole like you die in the simulation, you die in reality kind of thing. Yeah. It's really interesting to me how prevalent that is. And like, I understand that just in terms of a plot point, it just raises the stakes. Yeah. But you see it like everywhere. You do. It's, it's kind of like, to me, it makes me think of a, their explanation of time travel and Endgame. It's like, I don't know why everybody believes that, but it's not true. <laughs> so, Back to the Future is a bunch of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> bunch of bullcrap. Yeah. Um, and the other, like, really prevalent psychological... Psychological-ish thing that you see a ton is the idea of, like, switching brains or switching bodies with someone. Yeah, Freaky Friday or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah getting Which into is a, also... A brain switch machine or something. It's just, it makes me think of a lot of things. It happens all the time. And it it happens in community. Yeah, and it's just like, why is this such an idea that we love, other than the fact that, like, especially girls and guys switching is, like, a lot of awkwardness around that. But, like, it's just a really common plot that you see, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a fun concept because, you know, like, oh, I have to see life through this person's eyes and or they don't have it as good. It's more of them learning and getting some pers- mm-hmm. perspective. So walking a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teen Titans did it. That was a really good episode, actually. What episode was that? Stop that talking was about the Teen one Titans. where <laughs> Raven and Starfire yeah. switch bodies oh, yeah, and there's the yeah. puppet master. Yeah, and they had to puppet learn game. to control each other's powers. They just yeah. have their own things. That was I brought them a good challenge. I uh I know a lot of Teen Titans stuff. So I wanted to touch on, I don't know if you guys are done right now. I don't seem to care. Uh, I wanted to touch on uh, Assassin's Creed because they definitely, they definitely do a lot of this stuff. And while it's a little weird, their explanation is kind of thin. It's a stretch. Um, Yeah. Um, You know, their whole thing is they say, all right, there's something in, everybody's DNA that you can access. You actually have, uh, your DNA contains memories of so it's, ancestors. So it's like a very literal idea of genetic memory. Yeah, yeah, uh, g- yeah genetics. Because right. um, like, genetic memory is kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. We've right? learned so, over thousands of years about how to tell when an animal is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. expressed in like, you know, or our plane is dangerous and as expressed right. in what we do nowadays with, you know, red and black or the color red or mm-hmm. um, 
things that are brightly yeah. colored. He's got a well, the most classic example. Those mm -hmm. The most classic example is I think it's like monarch butterflies who do the same migration oh. every year, but they're different butterflies every year. So like genetic memory is a thing, but mm -hmm. not yeah. to the level that they talk about it in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And yeah, I've, been watching, like, I've been watching. I've been watching Venture Brothers, so of course, Monarch Butterfly. I immediately go to that. I don't know if yeah, either yeah. of you've ever seen that, so whatever. A, a little bit. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. My Monarch. friends are disappointed. I am the Monarch. Ah. Yes. Um, you didn't put it on our list of classics. I haven't gotten round to it. Yeah. Don't, don't get it started. Don't get it started. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a little weird. They. You know, they put them in a machine, and the machine has changed so much over the years. Um, and, you know, like you, they put, in the first one, like, they put a visor over him in this machine, and it lets him kind of, like, see the memories of his ancestors, but he also, it's also kind of like a dream sequence, like a lucid dream sequence, I guess, because yeah. he's actually, like, able to control... You know, they're actually able to control the character in the past, their ancestor. And through that, like, you know, you also see things with the machine. It's obviously it's gameplay reasons, but, you know, yeah. you do something that's a little out of line with who the character is supposed to be. Like you start attacking random civilians. Uh, it'll say like uh, you're getting close to desynchronizing, desynchronizing with them because uh, your ancestor didn't do this mm -hmm. or something. And. Yeah, you can run around in circles for like four hours and then they won't say anything. Uh, it is like kind of a weird like middle ground between a simulation and a dream state, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a bit weird, but I mean, I, I it, it works to a degree. Like, you know, it's fun entertainment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's very similar to the, the Matrix, which I know we talked about briefly. Mm -hmm. um in our text messages mm -hmm. the the idea of like i guess um, it's like almost having a different being a different person in this simulation right um i feel like it's in kind of the same ballpark but a little bit more inception-y mm -hmm. uh, assassin's Probably. creed is <laughs> although yeah. i don't even know i might it, that's even hard to say i might say matrix is more like inception in that sense but Again, that is a little difficult to say. A little more video, a little more video game, uh, VR, augmented reality, so to speak. Yeah, I was gonna say, have either of you seen Sword Art Online? Uh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a <laughs> That's little very bit. matrixy in a way. Yeah. yeah. You die yeah, in exactly. the game. You die in reality. Yeah, but uh, also like in Assassin's Creed, not just you know that the whole memory thing, but each. A little more, I guess you could say, again, still a stretch of uh, realistic, but a little closer to the realistic part of the genetic memory yeah. is uh, the ancestors all pass on this trait of uh, the eagle vision. And that's like, they explain it, I think, in the first one. I don't remember if they explain it really anywhere else. They might, but I, I can't remember for sure. Uh, everyone all the ancestors have like this sixth sense basically yeah. and it shows up you know as like a, a video video game mechanic of course but the reason for it is or the in-game lore reason is that they can 
their sixth sense is kind of to able to tell the kind of intentions of different people like they can kind of tell if someone has uh bad intentions if they're going to be useful or if they're a friend that kind of i guess they're kind of like i guess they're kind of like mentalist i feel like Kinda. I feel like the the creators of the game wanted to like tried to get as close to the like this is just not believable line as they could without saying your specific family has superpowers. Yeah, because they're those, those are there's a lot of mystical elements. Yeah, yeah and there's, there's like also, this idea of like the lineage and all this th- stuff. There is also that the fact that they throw in the whole precursor race, the Isu, who like they had you know they were the the ones who came before they were in uh, mm-hmm. the first civilization and uh they had like their dna was different they had the triple helix i think something like that mm-hmm. and uh you know some of them some of their dna i guess i don't remember how but i know they explain it in one of them uh like their dna kind of ended up surviving through uh the humans and you know it kind of went through there which is why yeah you know some, some people have manifested. yeah which is why some people have uh traces of it and some people have more of that kind of so basically yeah. they have superpowers yeah super senses like sure <laughs> it's not necessarily <laughs> super genetic so it's not necessarily whatever. super it's just genetics. different it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just different I know you want to poke holes in this, Hannah, but I'm just telling you. I'm not. Yes, you are. Gotta take this little toothpick here and just, yeah. But that a lot of you see that a lot in video games and certain movies, uh, where you you get uh, you can enhance someone by enhancing like going into their brain and changing something or changing a gene expression. Uh, I know for what was it? Um, Trying to think of it. Uh, well, oh, it. yeah, there's the movies where you get super intelligence, like Limitless or Lucy, both which love that whole 10% of you use only 10% of your brain myth, which I hope everybody knows is is, a little, is, is not true. Uh, you yeah. use a lot, all of your brain, you know, <laughs> just different parts working together. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. use all of your brain, but 90% some parts of are, it might be automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Lot of parts are used for other things. You want to control yeah. like your heartbeat. I, I yeah. don't. You actively use this much. I don't want to yeah. automatically control my, my own heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, um, that sounds a like lot. <laughs> that um, sounds a lot like, uh, Flowers for Algernon, which I don't, I don't know, know if it's is. a movie or, I mean, it's a, I think it's a book first and foremost. I don't know, you just mentioned like using genetics to, to get smarter. The premise is basically um, there's a guy who has some sort of mental disability, or autism or, or something super, like that. Um, and he goes in and like has a surgery that makes him like regular amounts of intelligent um, but then he sort of regresses. Um, it's a very, very yeah. sad story, but it has a lot of like, it really makes you think about like all this sort of mental stuff. So if you're looking for a good yeah. read and a good cry, Flowers for Algernon. That actually kind of made me think of uh, Rick and Morty, <laughs> where he puts the which, which the seeds, 
where he the first one where he puts the seeds up his butt and then he's really smart yeah. for a little bit and then it starts to wear off and then it's like yeah, yeah. you're gonna side effects gonna be really yeah. bad yeah 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 that's why they it's like don't do Adderall kids or <laughs> don't do meth kids <laughs> yeah don't shove mega seeds up your butt way don't, up don't in the, get, way up in the get, way up in the morning way up get addicted to a super drug and then drink the blood of the person who took it because you need more of it yeah yeah have you not seen Bad that stuff Hannah? I have not watched Rick and Morty, and I am starting to like really stand by my decision. It's a terrible decision to not watch it. <laughs> it it's, it's an experience. It is. It's a wonderful experience. Yeah. Well, I'm having a different wonderful experience in a different TV show, so shut up. Rude. Yeah. I'm having a great experience Rude. with Nerd Variety. You guys are a wonderful experience. Josh oh, is a wonderful you. experience. Hunter's. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Hannah. Hunter's pretty cool, I guess. All right, I'm going to turn off my camera now. No! <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, just talking about, like, you know, think about dreams, think about, you know, substances that can enhance your intelligence, make you see the world, see faster, which isn't really true. Just It's just how you perceive, you just perceive information. Um, yeah. Faster, different rates. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, and you know, talking about too, what futuristic stuff too like um like we were talking about changing like um like i guess diving like gene things and how that can change your how you you know like can mutate you into having super senses or like and um like in the future they'll have probably, they'll probably be connected to uh ais uh so you can have like an ai and hear someone like halo you know i feel like this all sounds like a very bad idea yeah yeah it, it, i feel it, like yeah. We should probably just not mess with, like, directly tampering with human genetics that much. Yeah. Too anyway. late. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, actually, one thing that really quick I was thinking of is I feel like a good representation of, like, dreams in a video game. I'm sure it happens in a lot of games, but the, the first ones that come to my mind are in Max Payne. Uh, where he goes through this weird dream sequence and it kind of sucks to play because it's it's a pain but uh, it's all sorts of weird and you know like they go through this whole trippy thing he's kind of in mostly like black space he's like following a trail of blood and everything it's it's weird and you can definitely tell it's uh, like a dream thing there's also the whole topic of uh, bloodborne but that's Again, a whole whole other thing. And uh, I also wanted to mention like Spec Ops The Line because that deals with another thing, but it's been talked about. There are other places to find it. Yeah. And I yeah. haven't actually played it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, great uh, examples of, you know, seeing like psychology and mind science, you know, portrayed in, you know, in everything, in a lot of things that you see. And it's, you know, it makes you, it makes you think. But yeah. About thinking. Uh, about thinking. Whoa, whoa. <sighs> Slow down. That's too much thinking. Inception yeah. thinking. Yeah. Oh, but that does it for this week's episode of Nerd Variety. I think next week is Hannah. It's me. We're going to do our avatar character tier list. Okay. going to cool. be a, a more of a visual component. It'll be a good time. I'll try I'm to ready. watch a lot of avatar. I'm ready. Do it. Well, that's it for this week. 
Off you to soon. Bye. Bye, nerd variety. Wait, we're nerd variety. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds.